A, B, C, D, E. Perfect. My daughter sings it, so you know, <laughs> get it all the time. Good luck. Hello, everybody. My name is Lat Mackey, and this is Sequence Break, episode 47, Lack Attack 24. Hey, Lack, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks uh, for having me. Is there any significance to the 24? I've always wondered. I'm just, you know... It's just my lucky, it was my lucky number is I wore it on all my sports jerseys. I'm actually considering dropping the 24. <laughs> I've been dro- thinking about it for years and never pulled the trigger. So um, people ask me all the time, yeah, it's just the number I use on my jerseys and stuff. So yeah, there you go. Did you play sports stuck. growing up or anything? I played a lot of sports. Nice. Um, nothing like high level, but I played rec leagues and intramurals in school and stuff like that. I still, I played up until like a year ago. Um, and just run out of uh, time to do extra things. So I, <laughs> well, I, I do the, do it more sparingly now. And we're definitely going to find why you've run out for time for some things uh, a little bit later on here. So uh, for, first things first, thanks so much for doing this. Um, one of the reasons I wanted to chat with you at this point is that, um, first of all, the the Z1, you've been, it seems like a, a, almost a, once a month now, I see a new Z1 record coming out. And I know that's not the case, but there have been a fair, the, the game is really being driven in new directions, including new routes and all these kind of things. And I just... I, I think it's awesome that a game that's as old as Zelda One is still finding all these new ways to really significantly impact the time that exists out there. So, I thanks so yeah. much for taking the time. It's pretty awesome. I can't wait to get to some of it. Um, but let's go ahead. Let's take it back just a little bit. And why not? When did you start gaming? What were some of your consoles growing up? Kids, you know, games that you played growing up. What was what was it like? Some of the games you had experience with. So I played. I mean, I started out on NES when I was like five years old. My um, cousins had it. And so I played whenever we went to their house. I eventually got my own Nintendo, um, played a lot of Mario, a lot of Zelda. Um, I have actually a lot of the games I have are still the the ones that I had when I was a kid. So um, it goes it goes a a long way back and actually impacts a lot of the things that I play now uh, in terms of speed running. But um, I I played I was a Nintendo Nintendo guy. I played NES, Game Boy. Super Nintendo 64. Um, and then I went to PS2 uh, around college because that's what my friends had. And we were playing NCAA football and kind of got into that mode. So PS2 was really my first like diversion from Nintendo. And then I was big into Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. Um, was a big achievement hunter, actually. I did a lot of <laughs> achievement stuff. I love to complete games um, and more personal challenges. So, and then I came when I found speedrunning. I was still doing Xbox 360, and I came back to Nintendo once I started speedrunning. So, I've I've kind of gone, you know, all all over. If you, I mentioned, you know, I, I tweeted out about this that your your speedrun.com profile literally took like ten seconds to load up when it does I was take going a while. to search it. It's annoying, yeah. <laughs> it's so many games. So, but I'm curious, like as a kid, were, were I mean, were you beating games? Like, were you completing games as a kid, or were you, did you enjoy the variety, or was it all of the above? I don't know. Were you able to complete games? I guess as a kid is what I'm asking. Uh, yeah, I completed almost every game. I mean, I think I, I I remember beating Zelda when I was less than ten, like seven years old. Eight Whoa, years old. okay, wow. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I just kind of drove myself to do it as much as my memory lets me go back. <laughs> um, you know, I do remember beating games, though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you, you mentioned, but you did play sports growing up as a kid. And I'm curious, did you have some of that competitive juice or that competitive energy from sports and other things like that as you were growing up? Uh, yeah, sometimes to my own demise. I just uh, I was very competitive, and I've turned that com- competitiveness into like I, I kind of channel it differently uh, now than I used to in my teens and twenties. So um, it, it's definitely taken on many forms. <laughs> I could only imagine. Um, when did you yeah. uh, first discover speedrunning? How did that become a thing that you you even had heard about? So I just. I remember in 2013, early 2013, I was just um, looking on YouTube for Zelda videos or something, and Speedrun came up um, for Ocarina of Time. And I just, I watched it. It was a GDQ run of Ocarina of Hmm. Time, and I watched it and was just kind of blown away at what I was seeing. I'd never, you know, I knew glitches existed in games, but never saw them taken advantage of like the way they were. And so it really, 
uh, got me interested. And so I just kept watching more and more videos. I'm like, oh, Mario's on, you know, Mario RPG's on here. Um, Zelda one's on here. And I watched, you know, an old race and I was like, I, I feel like I can do this. So I decided to just try my hand at it. And, um, you know, it's, it's been a hobby that's now gone on for, this is year eight. <laughs> and, you know, it, um, I don't remember being into a hobby as much as speed running, um, other than just like general sports, like following football or something like that, but nothing like specific like this. Um, gaming in general, I guess, but this is pretty focused, um, a focused hobby, I would say. Yeah, I, I totally agree. What was the uh, first game that you uh, even considered speedrunning for yourself? The first game I speed ran was Super Adventure Island 2, which I haven't played in years, but that was a, a game that I just loved playing. There was no time for it on Speed Demos Archive. And so I said, well, shoot, I could get, I couldn't find a, a time anywhere. So I said, well, I'm just going to do this and time it and get the world record in it. I thought that was cool. <laughs> and so I did, it was about an, it was, um, a little over an hour. Um, but that was probably in like April of 2013. And, uh, I, I was hooked. I was like, I just love the, um, trying to get good at a single player game. Um, because you know, it's like, well, I beat this game, but how fast did you beat it? That kind of weighs in on it too. And, um, I actually dabbled in wind waker for a little bit. It's a little, little known fact, never no, did a run, but I, I learned, I learned some tech. I learned how to do super swims and stuff like that. So I could, I could do what I saw on, you know, on the internet. I thought it was, I thought it was really fun. And, um, I saw my, you know, my, uh, the way I related to video games to other people. Cause we, you know, I'd talk about them, but it was not as interesting as this. I thought it was so cool. And, um, some of my friends, like we just, we just stopped talking about games altogether. Cause they just didn't really understand like, well, why are you playing these old games? <laughs> and I just said, well, I, you know, I just kind of went off on the, on the side. So like my Xbox went back in the box and I got all <laughs> of the old games out and started playing that. So did you do you have your so like your original consoles or did you have to put some of this stuff together? Well, so I had um, there I had an apartment fire and uh, when I was in college, oh no, I lost I lost everything. Um, I had a couple of the consoles were at home or I think N sixty four was at home, but all my NES, Super Nintendo, all gone. So I had to rebuild the whole thing. Oh, brutal! Uh, which kind of sucked. Yeah, yeah, it was really really depressing. It's like one of the. I mean, other than the fact I lost like all my clothes and everything, <laughs> right. yeah, um, I was down, down to the felt, like had nothing left, yeah. but, um, was definitely disappointed over the games, so, oh, but man. I have it all now. Like there's nothing really, I don't, I'm missing from back in the day. So, well, that's the one thing that kind of, I wasn't expecting when I started speed running, I've never been a collector. I've never been somebody who like wanted to put all the games together, but I feel like, you know, you want to, if it's, if that's your thing, it's, it's really fun to play on the original console, on the original hardware mm -hmm. with the original games and stuff. And so all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden, all of a sudden now you've got a, a library of games. I mean, you can, you can see behind me. I mean, most of this is just over the years I've got, you know, I've got all the consoles there, so. It's nice to have it kind of centrally displayed. Yeah, it absolutely is. It's it's a fun. It's once again part of the hobby. You know, I think it it goes along with the yeah. speed running thing. You know, it's a fun aspect of it. Um, mm -hmm. What what was your like? What was your, did you have an approach or did you have a process of learning games or speed runs early on compared to how you do it nowadays? Has that process changed at all for you for speed running? Actually, now that you asked the question, it really hasn't. I just decided <laughs> like every time I do a speed run, I set splits up. For, uh, even though I don't even know what I'm doing, I just <laughs> play the game and beat the game and just have a timer. And uh, and that's kind of how I've always approached it of like play first, learn second, just to kind of like get familiarity with a game before um, before like diving in deep. You want to get I want to get like the sit the breath before the depth. Yes, uh, because I want to be able to like like one thing I've learned is, you know, if you just learn a certain strat if you mess up, then you're not like, how are you able to react to that and recover? And so if you're playing it more casually first, you might come up with some things of how to kind of bounce back from any mistakes. So I, I do that in almost every game that I, that I speed run. And I don't really know a way. I don't remember a game where I sat down and learned the game first before play, before like completing a run. 
That's a really good point because I, I do you practice off stream at all? Because I every time I've noticed that a lot of your progression is on your stream, and a lot of times, this is something you mentioned a, a few years ago that has always stuck with me. But you submit every single run you finish to speed now because we have the tools. You can submit to speedrun.com so you can see your progression. But I, I'm curious if if you if you do any grinding off stream because a lot of I see your learning is still on stream nowadays. It's pretty interesting. It depends on the game, like sometimes and and time too. Yeah. You know, like if I don't have two hours to stream, I'm probably not going to stream. And like, if I just have like 30 minutes here or there, I'll just boot up and practice. Um, especially like, especially for games like Mega Man two and SM 64 super Metro, like the games I've been playing recently, like I'll try to get like at 30 minutes of practice, learn something new or try to mm-hmm. get a little more consistent practicing on stream. Honestly, is so boring for me. Like, <laughs> Just for me as a as a streamer, yeah. I like watching people practice oh, sometimes. Sure, yeah. But for me, it's just not really what I like to do. <laughs> I, I don't blame you. <laughs> it can, it's monotonous, and then you try to talk through some of it. I, I'm right there with you. I, I, yeah. I know how that goes. Um, when did you uh, first attempt, or, or how did Z1 become a thing? How'd that happen? Well, I, I mentioned the race I watched. It was Breakdown and J Profit were racing Z1 at GDQ or. It might've been 2012, there was a race and I'm watching, I'm like, I mean, I remember being really good at this game, <laughs> at least in my head. Yeah. So I decided to just try it. And, um, you know, I, I just picked it. I think it was May, 2013, May or June or something like that. And I bit my first completed time was an hour and two minutes or so. And I don't know. I just, I saw the, there was only, I think there were only like 15 people on the leaderboard at the time that I submitted a run. Now it's like over almost 300. Yeah. Holy cow. Um, Only 15. That's wild. Yeah. So I was like immediately like in the top, you know, X number. Um, And I just kept like, I enjoyed it. I kept playing it. Um, I, I got the stream set up so I could stream my attempts and I got all that equipment. Um, And I just, I just really enjoyed it. So I just kept at it. And then some of the other Z1 guys came into chat and we just started talking and, you know, it just kind of grew from there, but I just kept like getting more consistent and better, um, at it. So I like to do things I'm good at. (laughs) So I stayed with it. (laughs) I've heard you mention before that, um, you didn't create a lot of the strats yourself. You, you were very good at kind of like taking in some of the things you saw other people doing and talking through this with other people at that time. Was there a task for, like, I'm not too familiar with that part of it or were there, how were you developing or learning some of the ways to route the game and to play the game? So the route of like going through the game was kind of established. Like that was, you know, people like Darkwing Duck really kind of revolutionized or kind of established the modern route we do. There's been changes, but um, there was a task that existed, but it used up A, which Darkwing didn't do. So it was like just slightly different. Um, You know, it could manipulate, it didn't get the magical sword. So like, this is something you can't do in real time at this point. Um, it, it could come down the line, but um, so I really just followed what was there and just tried to like do it better. Um, a lot of what I've contributed to the game are room strats of like clearing rooms quickly rather than like which order to go, uh, order to um, like go through the game. That, so that- I like to think that I contributed that way. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, see, it's that's one of the things that I find endlessly fascinating about The Legend of Zelda. And I don't think that's going to change anytime soon that as far as a speed run goes, there are it seems like there it's multifaceted. There's your point. There's the combat. There's the mechanics. There's there's screen. There's all these things happening. Um, What can you walk us through some of the things that you enjoy or that make the speed run unique? Because it, it's still to this day still there's not many games are like this as far as a speed run goes. Yeah, it's, it is pretty rare. Like the the one thing that keeps Zelda one fresh is that it's a lot, it's really reactionary. So you are, you're walking into a room, you know, where the enemies start, but you don't know how they're going to move. Now I say this knowing that it's changing because there are manipulations now in place, but for the most part, it's still like, you still have to, you, um, kind of react how the enemies move. You've got these multiple counts in your head that you're trying to keep track of. Um, to help you like, you know, forcing bombs and money and 
um, getting the random bomb drops. Like we've kind of uh, um, moved towards like the extra parts of the game to help us with the combat part. So we can be riskier in spaces um, knowing that we could get a lucky drop later. Um, potentially throwing away the run, right. you know, it's just, so there's just a lot to it. Um, it, it's, it can fall apart at any minute. Like there's not, <laughs> there's really not much downtime in the run. Like even if on the overworld, like people lose a lot of time in the overworld, just with screen scrolling and, um, just enemies kind of getting in the way, um, just movement mistakes. Um, the, the run's getting a little more sophisticated. It's got a recorder which is a glitch that you, if you mess up, then you're really like going to lose like 25 seconds, like, and it's late in the run. So there's a lot of, um, uh, there's a lot of variability in the run too. It's just like, people ask if I get tired of the music, I don't even hear the music anymore. <laughs> I just, I just keep playing. So the, the game's almost scripted in my head. Right. And then there's like these little improvisations along the way that you kind of have to, you got to just roll with the punches. Um, because there's different strats. Like if you have different, Full health or extra bombs um there's the patterns you get the drops you get in the room they can all impact how you clear the room so it's there's a lot to it and that was something that kind of struck me uh, early on so I, I think i found the speed run mostly through your stream because i didn't really watch started watching streaming and speed running up to about 2016 or so and i i noticed that you would continue runs pretty late when you had let red splits like you were behind and stuff and i'm like wow, he's continuing on, even though he's four seconds behind, six seconds, like, how is he going to make up that time? And uh, it, it always came, there's, to your point, it always seems like there was, there is something on the fly adjustments you had to make. And that seems like something that happens regardless of what category you're running, that 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 can always be a thing that happens. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really cool. Um, would you just very, if you can, it seems like the categories have kind of, like, I, I it seems like they've expanded and we now have meme categories and some of those type of things. Uh, what are some of the category, the main categories that you enjoy running and still run to this day? So, I mean, there, so there's first and second quests, right? <laughs> so there are split categories for each one of those. And then within, um, this is talking about the main leaderboard. Mm -hmm. um, this there's, you know, they're straight, any percent, like beat the game as quick as you can. Uh, no up a, which um, limits you from using the uh, save warp, death warp um, uh, function in the game. There's 100%, low percent, uh, and then swordless. And those are kind of the main categories. Um, I have only played no up a in the last year. I haven't played anything else. Um, last year, I was able to. Uh, get the world record in every category all at the same time, which was pretty cool. It was awesome. like, you know, kind of like a um, just a personal accomplishment. Yeah. Um, so it was there were 13 times and I had all of them. Uh, so I played all of them. Some of them I only played for like two days and some I had to play for several weeks. Um, so some of those times I haven't beaten in three like and I had a couple going into it. So I hadn't I didn't have to play all of them. Um, I might revisit them later, um, but I just uh, I really just focused on the no up a category because the the historic 27 was on the horizon. Um, there were a couple other people going for it. And so, I, you know, I wanted to throw my hat in the ring and was able to uh, come out on top first. Um, but I, I still the category is not done. I, I feel like it can go another even like 20 seconds slower than it already is so wild it's just it's really just who wants to do it how much time do people want to put into it um because that's really the going to be the bar that's um that's there for the game like it, it the task is 22 minutes and change <laughs> and so you know we're at 27 and we're kind of like hitting that that limit um it can go lower it can do be a little riskier not get magical sword different routing choices but as far as execution goes, over that whole run, you're probably looking at like 20 seconds or so without any major route change right. or manipulation continuance. Fantastic. So, that's, I mean, that's awesome. Uh, that's that's awesome to see that. And that actually leads perfect to my next question, which you mentioned it just touched on it a little bit. But um, 
many of us who anybody who listens to this podcast or watches this podcast is familiar with summoning salt in his videos and um the 2017 zelda it's it's if you haven't watched it yet please do yourself a favor and do it it's really fun to see how it got up to where it was at that point what has kind of changed or what what evolutions have happened since 2017 that have kind of that have really driven this time down even a lot further than I, many of us even imagined back in 2017. It's really crazy that that video was even three years ago. Like right. I, I do remember right. answering the questions from Summoning Salt about, <laughs> about the game and, and just how I played. But um, So the route is much different, although it's about the same hmm. in terms of time. It just moves the um, kind of the, the um, resource requirements to later in the run. Hmm. And it helps get you get more runs off the ground. So before there was a hard cap, you needed 60 rupees by the time you got to the blue candle or you couldn't progress. Um, so now getting the red candle, you don't have to buy that. You have a little more time to um, uh, to get the money, required money, um, which was a, it's a lot less money uh, because you're not buying that candle. You're getting the one in the dungeon. Um, it reroutes some hearts to later. So like you're not wasting a minute walking to get all these hearts in your runs. So you're like completing more runs because you're not, it's like, it's like if you could, if you have to watch a cutscene and you can watch it later rather than earlier, that means you're, you're getting past the difficult part of the run and then the cutscene comes after. So like, you don't have to waste that real time of one minute in the middle of the run. So, um, so that's changed. Uh, there's manipulations also. So now you can completely, uh, you can manipulate level three uh, and people do that regularly. Now their manipulations do exist for level four and level one and up to the recorder. Uh, it's been proven out in theory by uh, JSR and some other people, but he kind of spearheads that movement. So it has been done. I think it, it will find its way into the speed run eventually. Um, but it's funny, like, 90% of the run is the same. Like you're not, you might go to one or two new screens, but you're still doing that same, those same uh, screens throughout the game. If you don't mind me asking, because uh, I, I have been watching JSR stream as well, seeing him do some of these things. What, how does the manipulation kind of work, uh, you know, broadly or generally? <laughs> yeah. So when you turn the game on, there's a, um, uh, there's an RNG counter that just goes up continually. And uh, basically events in the game depend on that value. So we have, um, or we, JSR, <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I just, I'm a user, man. I don't, I don't, I don't contribute. So he came up with this um, uh, kind of like a musical cue. Basically, you figured out how many frames to get to the door of level three. And then once you're in level three, like you can move using diagonals and kind of move consistently throughout the throughout the dungeon. So basically we'll just use like 4,000 frames from start as just the dummy number. So you turn the console on or reset, 4,000 frames from that moment, that is the window you have to hit. You have a four frame window of entering the dungeon to get a pattern, a specific pattern. And then once you're in the dungeon, you have to move frame perfectly to continue to hold the manipulation of not only movement, but drops. So like if we walk into a room at this, if you walk into three, you can use the, um, and we're using audio cues to go into the dungeon. So like I have a live split timer that I that counts down to like, tell me when to push start Oh, cool! on the titles on the uh, file select screen. Yeah. And then I'm listening for an audio cue in the overworld, uh, to enter and you have four frames. Uh, there's a second frame rule afterwards, a frame rule of four frames. So you have an eight frame window to get in, to get on a known state um, so that you can execute a manipulation. Some of them are better than others, but they all kind of net you the same, like within like three or four seconds. So you have to move frame perfectly. Like you buffer movement with the sword, mm -hmm. with uh, placing bombs, running into enemies. Like it's all choreographed to give you favorable patterns and drops. It's, it's really interesting. <laughs> it's, so. it's really wild. And I, I, I appreciate you 
pointing out some of those audio cues and things because it's it, we are seeing manipulations in other games that are in the universe that are like some of the Mario stuff that's happening and things like that. And it's interesting to find what those dependencies are and what causes them. Like mm-hmm. you mentioned the four to eight frame window. And interestingly enough, that's pretty small, but that's actually doable for, uh, especially for a speedrunner who's been playing the game long enough. So that's something you, could, you, you might have some consistency at getting actually. Yeah, I mean, when we're doing this, I mean, you if you can get a lot of the mistakes are actually scrolling to level three, you have two screen scrolls to execute before you get to the screen. Mm-hmm. But once, if you get there with the time, your your success rate, like my success rate is probably like 80% to oh, wow. get one of them. Jeez. So it's it's yeah. really, like it depends on your start presses. So it's just repetition and, yeah. and doing it. But I didn't, you know, I practice more the inside rather than the outside. Because if you're one frame off, like um, then you you mess up the pattern. So it's, it's pretty annoying at times, like especially if you're in a rut, like you just can't find the audio cue or, or something. It's uh, it, it's pr- it's it's really cool to see. It just helps get runs off the ground, which lead the lower times because a lot of the resets happen. You know, it's like eighty percent of the resets, eighty five percent happen in level three. Now you take that out. Look at how many. Look at how low the time went. You know, I think it was twenty eight seventeen. The record was when the manipulations came out, and since then it's gone down twenty seconds. Justin, I mean, that was, I guess, a year and a half or so, but um, it's, uh, it, it, you know, there's been talk of like manipulations not being the best thing for the game because that's like why it's so good is you can't <laughs> right. do that. You, you, you know, it's all unknown. But um, I think, honestly, like I'm happy with this balance of like, yeah. the beginning of the game really sucks. I want to keep going. Like, I just want to keep playing. So that's, you know, that's, I'm, I'm fine with it. I, I totally agree with you. And I, there are going to be some people who it maybe not be for them and there are still they can still you know work on their own times and things like that i think that's really interesting that that's a place where it's going and also it uh, it's it's going to further some more creativity in more options and what might happen in the future and I, that's why i think it's always it's good for the community it's good you know it's in that sense that, you know trying new things um you, you touched on this a little bit and i think this is something i've i've really taken away from your speed runs and hearing you talk about speed running is um you mentioned that you oh you still want to take you think there's 20 seconds there you set goals when you when you speed run um and i'm curious what that process is like like what wh- how do you go about setting a goal and why that's important to kind of your progress as a speedrunner? well i like i mean i look at achievement type i i mean i guess achievement goals are the same thing but <laughs> right. like i like to just kind of set a bar for myself like i have a time that i'm going for so if i don't do that i'll just keep going and then if it if it gets tough, maybe I'll just stop or I'll just continue playing the game for months and you know have no end in sight. It also gives people, um, I guess, some context of like it, of of what I'm trying to do, rather than like, is, are you just trying to get the world record in this game? And it's like, well, no, I I, I don't have that skill. Like, it's not how much time I want to invest in the game. It kind of gives me a hard stop in a game too. So, you know, I, I don't want to. Uh, um, get stuck on a game for a long time. And, you know, it's a lot of it is a lot of the games I pick are games that I'm most, mostly familiar with. I have friends who speed run the game at an extremely high level that I really respect. And I'm like, I need to get a good time. And like super Metroid, for example, like I just, you know, cutting 50 minutes is a pretty big milestone for me. Um, even though it's not like a world renowned time, but it's, uh, or you know, within the context of like speedrunning community, but I just I like doing that. I like charting the progress. I like the whole like meta atmosphere, the, the things that come out of it. Like I have spreadsheets for all this. I track every single PB. I basically will take a run that someone's done to kind of model after, and then I track per split like how I'm doing versus that person, and uh, and see like that helps me decide what I need to work on. Um, and it, it kind of gives some pe- people some optics into like my thought process along the way. It's definitely something I've done with my own speed running. And uh, one of the things that I found was kind of, I don't know if it's a happy accident, but I, I don't really watch my runs a lot. But once a year, I like to revisit the goal sheet, like you mentioned. And I find myself rewatching some of those runs. And quite often, 
I mean, we're, we're presented with a lot of failure as a speedrunner. A lot of times we're not going to finish a run. So actually, one of the things I found going through my goal sheet and watching some of those runs, I was like, oh, you know what? Hey, that was a progression. Like that was, the, I, I accomplished something for that. And for the mental health aspect of it, <laughs> it definitely uh, made the, the entire experience. Okay. It's a little bit more, it's not as bad as I always thought, or maybe it wasn't bad. I don't know. But <laughs> so there's that aspect of it as well, which I really, I, I'm glad I, I, I do that. And I wouldn't have done that had I not heard you talk about it. So mm-hmm. So it's a uh, something pleasant surprise. Um, there's there's so many games that you speed run, and I, I made a joke about it about you know <laughs> your SRC uh, taking so long to load. Um, what are some of the other games that you've really enjoyed outside of Z1 as far as speed runs go? Well, I mentioned a couple earlier. Like Mega Man Two is one that I did before, and I brought it back. Um, that game is so much fun. It's so much fun to be good at and, uh, just nail the tricks is, is just really satisfying. Um, uh, I, I picked up super Mario 3d world, which I had never played before the 20, uh, late 2019. Oh, I didn't know you'd never played and it before. Wow. That's impressive. I, never, I had played it just a little like casually, but never beat it. Yeah. And my wife and I just played it cause I owned the game and then we started racing it. So that was like super fun. We went on like three or four months where we were just playing that like every week. Did you ever win? Um, oh, I meant speed running. Oh, it. gotcha. Um, <laughs> but we yeah. played, we beat the game casually. Nice, she nice. did win a few levels and she's always <laughs> um, uh, upset that I would get the crown uh, for the next level. Um, so there's that I've done. Um, well, Super Mario RPG, I'm getting back to. That's like an old favorite that I've, I've done. Um, but I haven't begun to um, to go for that. I did the big 20 for a while. So like that introduced a ton of games to me that I hadn't really learned. And I played, um, I had done a speed run for 15 of the 20 going in. And so I improved my times a lot at those games. But um, some of them, some of them stuck and some of them didn't. I, I like, I kind of like the big 20 as like a little break from, speed running like i had done been doing zelda for like a month or so and i couldn't pb did big 20 and came back and pb in like a week after starting again so having those games to kind of like offset your main game is really important to me i so. i remember watching your grind of the 20 and first of all had you ever you know attempted something like that where you play so many multiple games and then secondly and this is going to lead into some other stuff but do, do you take notes or you're using notes like how do you remember how to do all of those things for uh, that period of time uh, I mean, I don't know. I just treat it as like one long speed run. <laughs> you know, you, you've got big 20. It was like a three hour type goal. So I do speed runs that were over three hours where I don't look at notes wow. or, you know, may have some like fam- final fantasy six is one of them. Yeah, that yeah. was like six hours. Definitely looking at notes for that. <laughs> okay. But you know, as you play it, you just, you, you kind of remember more and more and, and, and knowing it is much better than reading it. Um, especially uh, if you're trying to compete with other people. Like if you're having to read your notes on what to do, you definitely not going to be as good as someone who knows it. Uh, how did uh, Mario RPG come about for you? Because it's one of my uh, favorite runs to watch. I- I've only played the game casually a bit, but uh, for some reason, I always find that speed run just endlessly watchable. It always seems, uh, it's just, it- it's a very engaging and it's, it's, it's a, it's a good game. It's a, you know, it's a good game to look at. It's got nice graphics and everything. How did, was that one of those ones growing up as a kid? How did that game come about as a speed run? Yeah, I played that um, a lot growing up. I remember buying it at the at a Kmart for sixty seven dollars, oh, and rest I, in peace. I was Kmart. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Kmart's no longer there. <laughs> um, but I do remember. I remember playing, beating the game. It was it was and still is my favorite game to this day. I um, picked up a speed run uh, in twenty fourteen or so. I'd never done a hundred super jumps, so I'd like <laughs> learn how to do that. Um, and you know, I took that, um, that run and I, it was so much fun to me. I just, I kept playing, eventually did get the world record at two separate occasions, which was really a great accomplishment for me. I was able to run it at GDQ marathon and, uh, as a closer in one event. And that was super fun. That's awesome run. <laughs> um, yeah. And I agree with you. It is a really watchable speed run, mostly because it's like every time you get over a hurdle, it's just the anticipation to the next hurdle of, random boss fight or your random, um, you know, whatever spells you get or freebies. Like the, it's just the way that the game's routed is super cool. And it has a really passionate community around it. And there's still a, the time's still getting lowered. So it's, um, there's a couple people vying for the top time. 
um, right now. So it's, uh, it's, it's been fun to watch. Um, I had pictures on the podcast early on and she was talking about the randomizer and it's a lot of fun to watch the randos and things. Do you play any of the randomizers? Have you, do you find any of that uh, enjoyable as a speedrunner? I didn't, I didn't Across know. all games or, or, Mario. or Mario RPG or any of the others as well. So I, yeah, I did a lot of randomizers. My, uh, I did, um, I helped with like the testing of SMRPG and the Zelda one randomizer back in the day. Um, it, it's funny the randomizer Zelda, Zelda one randomizer and really modern randomizers were born in my chat in 2015. Um, Fred Coughlin who made the Z one randomizer was in chat. And I just said, you know, the, the best part of Zelda one is like going around for the first time and finding, finding the dungeons and the items. Like yeah. that was a cool thing. Like right. we need to recreate that. And he said, I'll get back to you. And so he, <laughs> he went and created it. So I came up, I'm just an ideas. Man. I don't, I don't actually do anything. So I, uh, I was, um, helped kind of spur that along, but the credit goes to him, but I, I do like to poke at him that it was, uh, it was my idea. He just, he just executed it. So, so I play, awesome. I play those. I play as uh, SMZ three, the super Metroid mm-hmm. link to the past randomizer combo Reno. And that's my favorite one. That's the most fun to me. Um, I've dabbled in like Ocarina of Time and Jorah's Mask, Link to the Past. Um, I think I've tried a couple others, but really just the uh, the biggest Super Adventure Island Two. If you guys are looking for a great game, that's uh, that's one of my favorites. So. Did, did the uh, randomizer the Z Z One? Uh, uh, sorry, the Metroid and 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 Zelda randomizer is that what got you into wanting to attempt the 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 Metroid the Super Metroid uh, speedrun? Uh, well, actually, it's 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 more like I I was playing rando and I wanted to be better because I saw like my opponents were had a really high skill ceiling in Super Metroid. I'm like, well, I have to get better. I've always I've loved that game. That was my fifth Super Nintendo game. I do remember. Oh wow! And um, I played it a lot, and uh, I had done run like casual runs. I actually raced Super Metroid back in 2014 on speedruns live and like i my goal was to beat one person uh, <laughs> that didn't forfeit and yeah i did that a couple times but um yeah i the rando definitely like you you want to be good at the randomizer yeah. and so to do that you need to be good at the speed run um but i i love the speed run there's just uh so much tech and like watch people that are really high skill level at that game is like one of the coolest things to see it on in, in speed running I, I mentioned it many times before on this podcast, but watching people run Super Metroid in real life, mostly at GDQs, is uh, it's a thing of art to say the least. The way that your fingers have to operate the controller, I, I still tough for me to comprehend. I just I don't see there's not many games like that that require you to use the controller that way that you have to do it at a high level for Super Metroid. It's absolutely fascinating. <laughs> so. Uh, let's see. Um, so one of the things I thought was interesting is that you run both 2D and 3D games. Uh, Mario being one of the ones that comes to mind right uh, uh, away. Uh, and I, your Mario 64 runs are really impressive at the level. I mean, I, there's I know there's a gajillion runners for the game and everything, but I'm curious if is that something that do you have to like relearn when you're moving from a 2D game to a 3D game, or is that something that just kind of comes naturally getting back into the swing of it when you transfer over? Yeah, like it's honestly two just completely different things. So, you know, you're moving in 2D and your movement in 3D, it's just a learned skill. So, like, I don't really find much transition time. Like, the only thing is I might forget how to do the strats, but it's not like, oh man, well, one, 3D is impossible. I don't have anybody's (laughs) good at three dimensional games. Um, N64, Mario Run, like SM64 runners are like the most impressive speedrunners to me just because of. Um, the, how difficult it actually is to do what they're doing. I don't know if you have this issue, but my brain just for some reason, or maybe it's the, the way I see, but trying to understand where I'm at in 3D space, I still struggle with the Zay. And I've played, you know, 100 3D games at this point, and I still struggle with just that simple fact of where I am. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, it creates a whole spatial, new level. Yeah, spatial awareness is, is tough, especially in, the, in 3D games, so... Do you have a goal time for uh, Super Mario 64? Because I have seen you play it multiple, you know, you've, you've submitted runs, you've, you've done some time with the game. Yeah, I did. Uh, I, I'm trying to get a sub two and 120 star. Hmm. Nice. Uh, and it's it's tough. I have a 20801 right now. Uh, it's not on speedrun.com, but I, I got that like last week. And 
Yeah, just trying. It's a tough game. I'm not that consistent yet. I kind of got lightning in a bear in a bottle. <laughs> I think for that run because now I can't get can't touch it. So it's another one of those games where I I, I it reminds me a little bit of Z1 in the sense that I see runners moving continuing with runs 70 star and 120 star specifically where you know they'll continue on with runs when they're in the red and when they're behind significantly 8 10 15 seconds because once again you can there are some things just with movement where you can make up time in that game you can actually make up a significant amount of time actually with just movement camera optimizations all those kind of interesting things i've always found kind of fascinating yeah i like to i mean i like to play the whole game the late game too because you can practice the early game forever but like until you get to the later stages of the run on pace you're not going to be able to you know it's, it's one thing to practice the late game it's one thing to do it's another thing to do it in the run right and i think that i like to favor it or yeah favor the latter absolutely I, this is a complete just a random question but ha, do you is there a goal or do, will you ever put a city connection down or is that going to be a run that <laughs> you'll always revisit uh, i mean man it's been a while since i did city connection I think it's something that I might play, like if I just get the urge to play it. But um, yeah, I, uh, Bismarck, who has the world record in that, he has sub six minute time. I think the task is like four something, but that game is, that's a tough game because it's a lot of like frame perfect uh, button presses that you have to do. So is what that was a game that I played growing up mm. that, um, you know, my parents remembered. I was like, oh, I'm playing City Connection. They knew exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> So I, that game is that game's really fun. I hope some uh, people, more people pick it up. The thing that I always enjoyed about watching you play it was it, 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 you mentioned the frame perfect inputs. It's a little bit tough to tell that when you're watching it on stream. You just see the car, you know, kind of going back and forth. So I'm like, why Man. did he just reset there? Like what just happened, you know? <laughs> yeah. Turning it's, around or, or jumping off of the, the last tile is frame perfect. So it's like really tough game. I, what are some of the games that you would like to, uh, what's, what's the, in the future hold for you? What are some of the games you want to play in the future? Man, I haven't really even thought about like past this goals list. <laughs> I, I there are some. It's probably more like improvement of stuff that I've already done. Um, as far as like a game that's on my radar, you know, honestly, I, I've done. Uh, I was playing Majora's Mask the last couple of days. Yeah, I noticed that. I th that's one of my. That's my favorite Zelda game. Such a good game. You know, I could see myself doing doing a run of that. Um, I don't know. I my N64 library is like very untapped. Like I, I feel like there's some, there's some potential there. So Majora's Basque is definitely in like my top three of Zelda games that I enjoy. It's, it's, it's uh, criminally underrated. Maybe it's not underrated. I don't know. There's a lot of people who speed run the game, but it's just, it's got so much going on and it's always interesting. I have always found every playthrough I've gone through of that game has always been interesting <laughs> to say the least. Mm -hmm. I, I was learning stuff uh, last night when I'm playing. I'm like, I didn't even know this was here <laughs> or like, I didn't know that this, you know, this event happened at this time. Like I went back into one of the rooms. I'm like, I didn't know this character could be here. <laughs> so I, you know, it's just, that, that game is just really well done. It's very well done. Uh, you know, switching gears here just a little bit, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, you, you know, you, you've been streaming now for a while. And um, one of the things I've always respected and really find interesting about your stream is that you're family friendly. friendly. And I, I can, I, some of us who are a little more, uh, some, that could be challenging for some of us, especially who have been years and years and years of swearing at video games. So <laughs> um, has that been something that you've always done and that you've made a conscious choice to keep it going in the stream? And why, why, why so? Uh, yeah, yeah, like I'm, I mean, my uh, um, lifestyle, I just really don't find cursing to be it, it, for myself. This is sure, me. Absolutely. I don't judge anyone if no, they do absolutely. this because... I'm in streams all the time that do not have family friendly policies. And so I, um, it's just not in my nature to do that. Of course I curse from time to time. <laughs> I try not to do it on camera. Right. You know, my mom might be watching. Right? Yeah, exactly. Right. So <laughs> I, uh, I try to, I try to maintain or to like stay at, at that, um, that level, I guess. But for the stream, I really wanted to do it because, you know, now like, I guess now more than ever, you know, I want to be able to watch something with my, I have one, one kid and she's almost two. So like, I want to be able to watch something with her that I know is going to be, you know, safe from a language perspective. And so I said, well, I want to supply that for other people. 
And I've had countless people say, like, I watch with my eight-year-old. They love your stream. Thank you for providing this atmosphere that they can um, uh, they can be a part of. And so, like, before I did speedrunning, I, I worked in youth development. So, like, it was already in my nature to, like, you know, have a clean vocabulary or whatever. But, um, you know, nobody's perfect. No. But I've... I don't think I've let one slip on stream. Maybe once, almost, but <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't. There's no video evidence, so right. I'm gonna just. I'm just gonna deny that it ever happened. And, and I've seen so there I, are times. Oh, great! I'm sorry. Uh, I was just gonna like finish that up, and you know, when my my child gets older, and I want to show her, <laughs> hey, your dad plays video games on stream. I can show her any video, and it's right. no problem. Like you know, want to set a good example for others. Absolutely. And I, I've seen that comment so often in your stream about, oh, man, I'm watching with my kid and this and that. And I just think that yeah. that's awesome. First of all, that families are getting to share video, their passion with other people and show them, but that's, that they can. They know it's it's, it's safe to do so. Uh, mm -hmm. and another thing I when you do, I've noticed that you do put it, you know, you'll, you'll do be in a group chat or whatever, and you got to put a disclaimer out there. And I, I actually really respect that. And I've, I've actually honestly tried to do some of the same myself because I, I think I may have heard you say this or maybe it's somebody, but like if you get so angry at a game that you just, you can't control your yourself then perhaps maybe you should consider taking a break or you know not not approaching the game that yeah, way <laughs> i mean it's different for everybody yeah, totally, because totally. yeah because uh some people it's just their personality uh, you know a lot of people i i go to different chats and i see the same people in my chat who keep it clean will just be posting whatever in other chats and yeah. i just like shake my head at them and we'll call them out sometimes yeah and, totally exactly so you know, the it's, it's different for everybody absolutely. so i don't i don't hold anyone else to that standard i just no 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 yeah, no, no. And I absolutely. And I, I it's nice that, that that you offer that to people. And I that's I, I guess that's my point again, because you're right. I, most of the streams I watch, I enjoy the streamer using the F word. It's just but to your point, it's just a thing. I, I really dig it. Uh, you there also have definitely been times where I've wanted to drop the F word. <laughs> absolutely. Like muted the mic, walked away. So it has happened. But again, well, you can't prove it. That's another thing I want to ask you about. One of the things I noticed is it, I rarely... I've seen, yes, there are some times that have been super frustrating, but you seem to keep a pretty calm demeanor while you're speedrunning. And is that something that's, is that just kind of your approach in life? Or is that something that you, you have to constantly think about when speedrunning? Uh, that's just my approach in life. You know, I try to keep everything in perspective. Like I'm playing a game, people are watching online, you know, uh, to get mad at your, at the thing that brings, supposedly brings you joy is really <laughs> just like for me personally, I just don't don't see that I get frustrated at, at things, but to like stay mad at something or somebody like I just try not to do. Uh, it's a tremendous asset if you can if you can stay level headed during a speed run, uh, especially one like like Z one or some of the other games that you play because uh, being able to think clearly while you're doing this, uh, you know, it, it makes a lot more runs happen that may not have happened. You know, where you maybe you gave up too early or too soon. Absolutely. Uh, the other thing you mentioned, your one-year-old daughter, um, you're you also, you work. I mean, you, you, how do you balance all of these things and st kill, still able to find time to speed run? I have a really supportive wife who, <laughs> um, let, you know, for lack of a better term, lets me speed run as often as I do. Right. You know, streaming is, uh, is, um, financially lucrative for our family. Sure. So like right now we're one income. And so that's really helped us. Um, we've bought our bought both of our houses off money that I've made, um, streaming. So she's, uh, she's really proud. She, we, you know, it's, it's all about, we, we talk about it. So like, I try to set a schedule of like, okay, these are the days I would like to, you know, I would, I would like to stream. I've got this going on. It's going to be for this long. And so that way we, you know, it's not like a uh, surprise when, oh, I'm streaming for seven hours <laughs> in the middle of the day and you're dealing with our child. So I try to, try to balance that. But yeah, I do work full time as a software engineer. Um, I, uh, you know, I've got, a, she's a two now, a two year old daughter who requires more and more attention these days. And I want to be there for that. So I'm, you know, I'm shifting the schedule around where I'm only streaming at night, a couple of days a week, um, to where, or when she's at school and, um, and so that we get to have that time. And then, my wife and I make time where it's like, okay, we're not, you know, no, we're not gaming tonight. I'm, I'm setting this time to be like intentional with my time. And so really there's, I don't relax that much. I don't just like sit and watch TV. I'm always doing something. 
um, whether it's a project, speed running, work, <laughs> hanging out with family, like it's just, there's a lot of things that go. So um, we mentioned casual gaming, like that just doesn't happen that often, <laughs> but it does sometimes, but not very often. I noticed you didn't mention sleep in there at all, but I... <laughs> sleep is like what happens at the end of everything else. Like, okay, I have to sleep because I'm about to pass out. Right, exactly. But, um, yeah, I, you know, I sleep, I don't know, I sleep about eight hours a day too. Ah, so it's works. it's not... I used to sleep a lot less. Um, I've been I've been trying to go to the gym more recently. So um, uh, I, it's funny to say that because I haven't gone this week at all. Um, <laughs> Perfect. We time. were out of town for a few days, but um, uh, so there's a lot that I try to fit into it. I, I appreciate too that you mentioned the scheduling. I think that's kind of important. If uh, so, my wife, if you have a significant other in your life, my wife doesn't game. So having to kind of just you know walk through and just uh, being honest about it, I noticed that's helped out a lot too. But like having a set schedule really has helped her out, uh, knowing when we can schedule time together and things like that. And if if you've got a significant other that supports that, that's a a huge plus. But if not, you know that's one of those things just to think about. Think about uh, perhaps creating a schedule, and uh, it, it makes it a little less um you know hey spur of the moment type thing but on the flip side of it you get to do what you like and you don't have to give up other things to do so in that sense you don't have to give up your relationship or whatever that might be at least in my experience so yeah i, I agree <laughs> uh so you I, you know i've kind of asked this question as far as speedrunning goes but is there anything streaming wise you want to do anything you've ever maybe a casual play you'd like to do on stream or anything like that so i, I love doing like these giant projects so like <laughs> at the end of 2019 i did the there was this tweet that went out from, uh, if anybody knows, it's like it's a Supper Mario Broth, and they post all these interesting Mario <laughs> facts. But it, like one of them was that if you add up all the stars in um, SMRPG, Galaxy 1, 2, Sunshine, wild. Mario 64 DS, Odyssey, it adds up to 2019. <laughs> so I said, I'm going to do this. It took me 95 hours to do <laughs> And so it crazy. was just this crazy, yeah. crazy undertaking. Um, myself and Oglib, another streamer, actually did the same thing. He did 2020, so he added another star to it. We're talking about doing it again. Oh my god! We, I know, but like we're gonna break, <laughs> we're gonna break it up. There's talk about it. We haven't solidified anything. Not committing. I did right. I do love that. I love racing games with mm. friends. That's um, that's super fun. Like. Speedrunning is great, but I really want to break it up. Like, there's no way I can only speedrun when I stream. It's just, it's, it's, it turns out to not be as fun as I would like it to be. Back in the past, that's all I did. Now I try to mix it up a little bit more. I have these goals that kind of keep me driven. So um, there are some casual games I haven't played, like the second Paper Mario game I haven't played, <laughs> which I own. Um, there's... <laughs> Uh, Prime Three, I haven't hey, played. There you go, yeah. Four Swords Adventure, I haven't played, mm -hmm. but I bought all these games, right. and I'm like, well, you know, I want to go through all the Zelda games again. There's some longer categories I'd like to do, but just my opportunities to do those are limited, so I'm, you know, just having to pick a little bit. I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, mention your community and I've really enjoyed your discord. I, I don't chat a lot. I'm mostly a lurker basically in everything I do, but I, there, there's these really fun outside of gaming <laughs> channels that you have on your discord. I mentioned the home repair, you know, channel you've got, Yeah. there's the side, you know, there's all this great stuff. Talk a little bit about your community and kind of, it's just, it's not all speed running. That's, that's <laughs> well, life isn't about, it's not all speed running. Like you said, it's, Speedrunning is kind of what brought us together. It's not what um, defines who we are. Sure. I, I think that I am a speedrunner. As one, or like I, I enjoy speedrunning. I like to do it. Um, but you know, we were basically having all these discussions, and people. I really think this giving people a mm -hmm. uh, space to be able to talk with other, like bringing people together around certain topics, like. Home, like home ownership. Like I try to find tips online all the time. Well, why not just create a place where people could talk about that stuff together and share his experiences. And, you know, um, I, a lot of my, um, I, I love Seinfeld TV shows. And so we biggest. have the air. Yeah. One of the best. So we've got a Seinfeld dedicated channel, but we also have the airing of grievances. So like if people just need to vent <laughs> and then it needs some like sympathy, they can get it in this channel. It's just like, I've had the worst day. I've had this idiot boss and, you know, I need 
to tell people about it just to get some camaraderie and what's going on. So there's that and then celebrating things and even like being parents, uh, like finding, uh, asking for advice and just sharing stories. And you can kind of see that other people are dealing with the same thing or, um, and then we have sports and, um, other like, uh, just like tech stuff like that. We have random, random, uh, random conversations, but pretty wide variety of stuff in the discord for sure. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think that your discord is one of the first ones I join. And I, when I first got on Twitch, ignorantly so, I assumed it was just all young people. And uh, as I've learned, uh, speedrunning really appeals to a wide variety audience. I mean, it's Huge. we we yeah. have we have thirteen year olds, but we also have you know people in their forties and fifties. And and I'm in my thirties, and I, I I shouldn't have been surprised, but I was that found that oh man, a, a lot of these people are my age. They're into the same stuff, and we have similar interests. Who would have thought? <laughs> you know, like yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. And it, it's actually kind of driven by the game, the era that game is in mm -hmm. so like zelda one i don't know who the youngest person is that runs zelda one but i'm guessing they're like if i had to guess i'd probably say like 20 25 26 right. yeah yeah exactly like, no, there aren't many teenagers signing up for zelda one um you know honestly i think cosmic is the youngest person who's run zelda one and like a <laughs> like more than once yeah. um because he's been around speedrunning forever right um yeah, a silly so young man anyway. himself. So it's a, uh, yeah. Yes, yeah, he is. Yeah. I think he's still in school. So he's, um, uh, he, he would be one of those, one of those people, but yeah, I mean, I, I know some, some of the other guys that run the game, they're approaching 40. Right. Right. Like you said, so it's just, I think it's going to just be around for a long time. One of those things. Absolutely. Um, I, and that's a really interesting point too, about how the game sometimes dictates some of those demographics as well. Uh, dangers on a couple episodes ago, Mario Odyssey. Um, there, there's there, interestingly enough, there's actually a pretty wide gap of ages there. I've seen a lot of younger twenties or that age group, but also there are people like me who, fell in love with Mario and if, I don't know if you've played Odyssey but it's mm -hmm. it's like the epitome of every three it is such such a great fun game even for somebody of my age you know it takes me a little bit longer to get it than some others but it's really fun to play absolutely love Odyssey it's a great game. It's it's wonderful. Um, I, I thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I, I really do appreciate it. Where can people find you on the internet if they want to check out a lat a lack stream? Yeah, not a lat. Yeah, sorry, right. We already know where that. We already know where that You're is. Here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, my Twitch lack attack twenty four. The Discord link is in the chat. Um, I have a Twitter. It's the same thing. There's also a YouTube channel. I basically post all my PBs there. Um, but yeah, just uh, come to the channel and say hello. Um, I actually have what I like to call the quietest chat on Twitch. <laughs> we, I, I will get, it's it's crazy. I will have like 200 viewers some days and there will be like 20 minutes goes by and nobody says anything. I'm like, who is watching this? Nobody's talking. I mean, it's great if that's what you do. If you're a lurker and you just like to do that, okay. that's fine. So if you want to come into a big giant empty room with nobody talking, <laughs> Come on over. We have, we have, at least I have a good time. So. Oh man, I got to, I feel guilty because I have like tens of thousands of channel points. I'm there all the time, but I'm lurking most of the time, you know? It's, <laughs> I do struggle with like the all the new stuff with Twitch. Uh, yeah. It's like extra, mm -hmm. like channel points and like creating new emotes. Like I, I, I got some really generous people be a part of my stream in the last few months. Yeah. And it unlocked like five new emote slots. Oh, cool. I haven't filled them because I'm like, I don't know what to put there. <laughs> I just, I like have, but it's really hard to put in the extra effort. Like it's just another thing that I need to do. Well, so yeah. it's, um, you know, I, I, I love the community I've got. Uh, the chat is, it's just funny to me. It's interesting. It's either, either way. It's like, you know, I see people with like 30 viewers and they have like this super active chat and it's like, everybody's talking. And you know, a lot of that falls on me. Sure, I sure, always but... say like, if you're, um, if you have any questions, just ask, I will answer your question. So sometimes that's dangerous, but but you've uh, mentioned something, and I think this was from a few years ago that Auth said the same thing. Is that if, if people don't have any questions, why maybe they don't want to hear from me? You know, it's like so. <laughs> yeah, know, I mean, I'm just going to sit and play the game. Yeah, like, right. My my stream is, you know, a, one of my good in real life friends who watches the stream. He he said like I I want like I love that your stream is like me being on the couch next to you while you play. Instead of like, it's yeah. not a really big production, but it's like, you're just kind of hanging out in the room. Yeah, exactly. So it definitely has that feel. 
that's kind of what I would like to do. That's a great description of it. And I, 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 I honestly mean this when I say it, I, 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 the way that you approach speedrunning is just I it's it's been invaluable to me and some of the things you do with your stream and stuff like that. So I, I, I'm I, I'm glad you continue to do it to this day because it's first of all it's just really fun to watch. But then secondly, there's some really good takeaways, especially for people who are want to get into speedrunning or want to try it. Like just seeing your progression and the way that you approach things and stuff, it's it's, it's super valuable and uh, always thankful that you're out there still grinding away and setting some ridiculous records at Z1 still. <laughs> uh, well, I appreciate that. It's uh, it's been a fun ride. The, um, I guess the last thing, it's kind of go back to one of your questions. You're like, Please. what's next? Um, so I did, made nine goals on this current sheet. And the 10th goal I left open, I never, I don't really have any rhyme or reason to doing any of this, but I couldn't think of a 10th goal. So I just, um, I put a Google form out and anyone could submit anything to this. Any speed run you want to see, um, isn't it like Bonk's Adventure? Isn't that what you... Play yeah, that? I play one of the, yes, I play all the bonk games. <laughs> the bonk games. Yeah. But like, you know, if there's a game that you like to see, you would like to see me play, you can put it in the list. I'm going to pick it. It's not random, uh, not voted on, but I'm going to do a stream where I go through all of the suggestions and kind of, and pick one from that list. Um, so that's, you know, that's something, I don't know what the future is going to hold for that. It's basically what sounds good to me and what I would want to play. Yeah. There's been some dumb ones so far, but <laughs> those are just going to get thrown out immediately. But there are some really good good suggestions that I'm going to have to kind of pour over. Hey, and that's a great way to maybe discover something you might not have thought of before. Yeah, you know? exactly. So. Well, thanks again. I appreciate all the time, Lack, and I'm looking forward to whatever's coming next, man. I really am. Well, that, yeah, I appreciate you having me on, and uh, thanks for uh, um, uh, doing this podcast and just... I don't know, having good conversations with, with people around the community. Thanks everyone for listening and watching. If you're enjoying the podcast, subscribe, leave a review. All those things go a long way to helping out the podcast. If you'd like to continue the conversation, I'm on Twitter at LatMackey, or you can also join the LatMackey Discord where we have a sequence break channel. We talk about guests. We have questions. It's really interactive, really fun. Please feel free to stop on by. Thanks so much. See you in the next one.